Welcome in everyone. It is episode number 50 of the 1056 podcast. The David, the Admiral Robinson episode, baby. Fun fact, I have one of his like rookie cards somewhere in my house. I had it for the longest time. Prove it. I can't prove it now. It's in my old house. Sorry. Well, you look you look and sound like an idiot. I do. I actually was a big fan of David Robson. Played for the Spurs for like a million years. Great player. I think he won a title. He's like he, you know, Tim Duncan took over for him. <laughs> what a guy. Seems like a guy's guy. Good for him. Good for him. David Robson episode. Jeff, how are you? Jesus Christ, I am doing great. <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's well, sake i well, couldn't be happier I, well i'm glad um <laughs> the it's january it's it's the sober month people like a handful of people were asking me like are you still doing sober month you still doing sober month the answer is yes i'm not giving that up i'm still buying beer and just saving it in like two to three weeks we're recording this literally at the halfway point of january no i'm not breaking dry january i have zero regrets there's there's a lot of temptation. Not gonna do it. Not too you, much temptation because that turns into something else. I'll bite. What does it turn into? Alcoholism tie. Oh God. Okay. I really thought that was gonna be like a funny slant, and you took <laughs> no, it to a serious. Not like the it was temptation. funny before when I didn't have to say it. Uh, yeah. Okay. I really thought that was gonna be funny. No, like I'm not like wanting to drink every single day, but it's like nights like tonight. It's like Friday. It's in the evening. Like about I'm just dinner. In. I'm just checking in. I appreciate that. Okay. I, I should have rephrased that differently. Hand up. I'm sorry. I picked up Okafor and Karamba. They're not that bad. Can I? Before we get into our shout outs and stuff. I want to, I want to shout out ourselves. Shout out to all the pairs. Because if you haven't seen it yet, yeah, we did our first episode of 1050 sips. Yes, we did. So follow us on Instagram. Yes. At one zero five, six P O D C A S T. And we did our first episode of 1050 sips, a video review series. It's on our IGTV Am I right so far? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Okay. And go check it out. Tell us yep. what you think. Yep. I want feedback. We're going to yeah. make it better and bigger, and we want it. Yeah. A second episode's coming out. Yep. If it's not out already by the time you're listening to this. Well, yeah. I, mean, I know I know, I know. know the scheduling, <clears throat> but I don't know. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. We're uh, doing these on alter- the podcast and the video series on alternating weeks. So yeah. if you yeah. listen to this as it comes out, then the second episode's going to come out next week. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the first review, giving zero away, I promise, I uh, was um, Cream Puff More by Ten Pens Beer. It's this surging beer that's come to Connecticut. I see it every single time. Some liquor store does a beer hall and posting the Connecticut beer drinkers. Like I see it all the time. So uh, the I videos, tell the I find it. It's funny. The videos are short. Yes. They're sweet. They're to yes. the point. Yes. And so just a quick, quick, just check them out. Give us a view. Give us a like. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Come at us. Also, give us recommendations. Tom M., without a doubt, without skipping a beat, gave us a recommendation, spoken into existence, and it's on our docket. So um, I heard Tom M. is going to start drinking Pilsners. I thought they start drinking Sours. But speaking of Tom M., great segue, Tyler. Great segue. Thank you, Tyler. You're welcome. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Um, we didn't mention this in the last episode because our brains, it was the, the last, we represented the last two brain cells of 2020 in our intro and we completely missed that Tom M was featured in Connecticut magazine. The title of Connecticut's number one beer fan rails against almighty IPAs and raises thousands for charity. Uh, big takeaway here is that they literally doxed his last name. So if you don't know who Tom M is, follow him, uh, cool beans, 316 or his, uh, kind of meme page. It's always stout season. All one word. His big thing. Since we've known him, it was always Tom M. Never knew what his last name stands for. Uh, Don't say it. I'm going to say it, and I'm just going to bleep it out. Okay, fair. Okay. Uh, It is Tom M. It goes Tom M. His last name is Tom. So that's Uh, a long beep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like (laughs) People are going to think it's like a six-syllable like last name, which it is. Wink, wink. But uh, I reached out to them. I was like, like, what? And they're like, yeah, I guess the author's bosses really wanted it in. And here's here's the thing. I thought about this today because I know we were going to talk about this. As a journalist, which I am technically accredited, Degreed. We tell everybody we interview that we're not journalists. Okay, so I am actually, I have a journalism like degree, so it's worth something saying oh. that. Anyway, okay, let me finish. You have to say that once every four years, otherwise they revoke your degree. Um, like, just say it's his nickname. Just say it's Tom M. Like, do we really need to know? Like, that's the whole point. Like, yeah, do people not... Like, do people care? No. Like, I honestly read it and I forgot it the next day. That's not the point, Connecticut Magazine, okay? Leave the mystery out of it, man. The guy was called Tom M for like 20 years. It's just in. Tyler of 1056 Podcast called Connecticut Magazine a fake news. Fraud. And no, fraud. fraud. They're fraud. frauds and bad journalism. Yeah, and what's funny too is we're going to- This Justin, we've just lost any credibility. We're going to definitely try to submit for best podcast of this year for Connecticut Magazine. See really? how that goes. See know. how that goes. I let, me know who's knee- let me know whose kneecaps I have to break. No, dude, do do this honestly. But yeah, I'll let you know. Um, yeah, I'll be honest if they ask. It, it was uh, <laughs> it was honestly a nice article, though. I, I encourage everyone uh, to check it out. Like he talks a little bit about of what he talked about in our episode, how we got into stouts and beers and whatnot. And he all like all we say, all the shit we give him, blah, blah, blah. Like he gives a ton of money. He raises a ton of money for the uh, Smilo Cancer Hospital and the closer to free ride that benefits the same cause. So, uh, yeah, he always says the nicest uh, dick uh, in the industry. I agree. I like you can't hate him. I don't know. It's we the, talk about him all the time. The nicest what? Dick, persona-wise. Oh. Wow. I, dude, I, listen, I, you could imagine the surprise. No, the of our, I could not I imagine just, the surprise because the surprise, I was saying dick as a personality. I was just as surprised as our listeners. No, no. If you thought what Jeff thought, shame on you. Shame, shame, If you shame. thought what I thought, try to catch your breath. Shame. Go check out the go check out the article. Speaking of Connecticut online publications, great transition again. Speaking of a couple dicks, great, 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 great segue. Um, if you follow the Connecticut Post, ten fifty six podcast was listed as one of the ten Connecticut themed podcasts to listen to in twenty twenty one, baby. You know what I loved about that? Give me some get a horn. 
Okay, that's enough getting horn. Is you know what I loved about that, and that was that it wasn't the ten beer podcasts, which then at that point then we just we will probably yeah, get thrown in yeah. because okay, maybe because there's more than ten, but you know what I mean. The high chance this is just ten random podcasts, yeah, Connecticut themed, and we were listed. Yeah, and you know what? All right, people, come step over by me. Let's all face Tyler for a second. What? Tyler is our fearless producer. Yep. He really runs this show. Yep. Um, <laughs> I do everything I can on my front, but he takes on the full brunt of what you see from our podcast. He yep. is editing. He is mostly in those conversations, although I'm, I'm there mostly, but I like to keep it one voice, but it's him who's reaching out. Uh, it, it, it's a really a beautiful thing. And yeah. so I got to give you a shout out, Ty. Thank you. As our fearless producer. Yep. Because the CT Brewers Guild does not produce this. No, they don't. And shout out. We love you, Phil. Yep. But this is Tyler's doing. Yeah. Uh, I I just come in for the <laughs> knee slaps. You know what I'm saying? I, like, Phil reached out. He's like, oh, this is so cool. He's like, I'll reach out to them. He did and hasn't changed. So I don't know. I would make that. I'm. Do whatever. Like, I, honestly, like, whatever. <laughs> that's not going to, that's not going to matter in the long run. No one's going to come to I'm us taking about it, it as a positive because. It's, could they, you imagine? Yeah. I imagine what I don't know. Go on. An organization, even if it's the guild, like <laughs> producing us, like that means that they. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I take that as a compliment. Being like they thought it was so legit that me, some guy who just like huddles over his like computer and edits this, was so official that they they thought that okay. This has got to be Brewers Guild produced. I'm gonna take it that way for the sake of my ego. I'm gonna go ahead and say. Pat myself on the back. Good job, self. Ladies, Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen we, we got him. Half of this episode so far has been you praising yourself. Listen. Don't. I know. Stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not praising myself. Jesus I Christ. I patted myself on the back twice for two really great segues, okay? From last episode to this episode, from not drinking for 15 whole days straight, brain, it is through the roof. I did an hour-long Peloton ride. I burned like a million calories. I thought I was going to die today. My body is running at its peak performance. That's the first time you said your brain is working at peak performance in two years. Mm-hmm. Probably a bad thing because had it not, had it been, probably would have been on the Connecticut uh, Post 10 Connecticut theme podcast listening to 2021. Anyways, we're big, we're big shit now. Yeah, dude. So our come at us. goes our th- through the roof i okay so i they didn't reach out for no one you found this randomly you were just checking so i checked the Connecticut post it's a southwest uh, newspaper publication for those you don't know i check it a couple times a day just during my work breaks i like to see local news uh and i saw on the left hand rail it was like 10 connecticut theme local podcasts and i was like hmm, i wonder who they picked i follow enough podcasts and I just know enough around the state to like, maybe I'll recognize one second one down. Sure. as Shit. I was like, Oh my God. No, we were us. the first one listed. Oh, your second one listed. I've they don't that. rank them. No, they don't. But it was the second, it was just the second one that they listed. So I was like, 
what? I was like, oh, holy shit. I was like, there has to be another 1050 spot. I clicked on the link and I was like, oh my God, it was our episode of the, the uh, Brewers. They, 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 they name us. Yeah, no, I know. But Is you, there another 1056 podcast in Connecticut hosted by Tyler and Jeff? No, but like, I'm not actually that egotistical or I'm like, it's definitely me. Like, you're definitely, I'm like, oh, something's up here. There's something wrong. There's some clerical error. Like, it was not correct. Like, whatever. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, that's us. I know those people. I do that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so thank you, Connecticut Post. I forget who wrote the article. Not going to look it up because it's produced by me, baby. Anyway, uh, if you're coming to this podcast from listening or from, well, I guess listening to, but also reading that article, welcome, Connecticut Post readers. It's going to be a weird ride, okay? You hopped on the fun bus. Choo-choo. Destination. <laughs> You hopped, you hopped on yes, the fun that's bus. the joke. Choo, choo, choo. Okay. Yes, it's called okay. humor, Jeff. Looking up. <laughs> or look in a mirror. Know. Do you see what I'm talking about here? How's your Roomba? Dude, my everybody Roomba? wants to know. Everyone's been contacting us. About oh, it. Okay, yes. Like three people reached out and were like, what is with the deal with you guys talking about your Roombas for 10 minutes? A, end of 2020. B, I've been- No, no, no. No, there's only one reason, and that is to fear technology. 100% fear your technology. Mm -hmm. Do not trust it. Yep. Break it immediately mm -hmm. because it is coming for you. Yeah. Okay, so his room is connected to the goddamn internet. You know who's also connected to the internet? Skynet. And who know who runs Skynet? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mark Zuckerberg. Damn it. Zuck, 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 zuck. Okay, zuck. so Mark Zuckerberg is going around sucking lint off your floor. <laughs> He's sucking lint off my yeah. floor. And yeah. And you want that? So take a baseball bat Dude, to it shout immediately. Out to my and if you're, if you're at home right now, immediately yeah. take a baseball bat to your Roombas. Not going to do that. I will not pay you for them. This not is gonna, your own choice. You're an adult, but do it. It's honestly great, though. I'm not going to keep talking about the Roombas. I'm not going to do that. We talked enough about my Roomba, so just zip it. Anyway, Christ. moving on. Last thing I want to talk about. Um, so before we go into our interview, I wanted to pull up another beer story that was outside of Connecticut um, that I thought was really interesting. So I'm putting my mic down for this. Yeah, go ahead. Put it on its stand. Uh, so I That's follow, bad. I've been following Barstool. It's going to relate. I've been following Barstool Sports for about like seven, eight years now. If you've heard of them, like recently, they're big into the Barstool Fund. I think as of today, they've raised over $25 million for local businesses, some even in Connecticut. Uh, Dave Portnoy was challenged to say some guy from, uh, you know, and MSNBC was like, hey, you want to help? Throw down a half a million dollars, create a fund. And he said, sure. Month later, here we are, $25 million later, they're helping out local businesses. Uh, I listened to the CEO of Barcelona's podcast, not Dave Portnoy. Her name is Erica Nardini. It's really funny. Um, she does not give a fuck. She is this very, like, just, you know, fuck your inspirational business degree quotes and your LinkedIn mantras and your LinkedIn bios of entrepreneur and this and that. Like, she sees through all the bullshit. Really good listen. And uh, I'm a part of the Facebook group for that. I just kind of like to hear what people talk about, but to get to the point of the story, 
someone uh, posted in the Facebook group, just, uh, you know, a random individual. Um, and the uh, post says, Sam Adams made a custom beer. This is a random guy. Shout out to Steven. Won't give you the last name. But he wrote in the Facebook group, Sam Adams made a custom beer for my dad who grew up next to what is now their Boston brewery. Thought you guys might find this interesting from both a storytelling and marketing business standpoint. I'm going to read a couple paragraphs to give you guys the idea. Uh, so it goes, my dad, Stephen's dad, grew up on Germania Street in Jamaica Plain, steps from the former Haffenreffer Brewery, which closed in 1964. One of his favorite stories to tell us as is how, as kids, he and his friends would sneak under the fence to play in the abandoned complex, jumping off box trucks onto stacks and off mattresses. Today, that space is occupied partially by Sam Adams Brewery, and the triple-decker that my dad grew up in is still a minute's walk away. I reached out to Sam Adams a couple of months ago with a unique request. I asked them if they would be willing to make a custom can label for a, quote, Germania Street Ale with a picture of my dad's house, thinking it was a long shot. Their wonderful, wonderful team love the idea and their story of their neighborhood so much and truly went above and beyond. They turned the photo I'd sent them into a beautiful illustration, printed a description I'd written for my dad on the can, and to top it off, gifted me my own case of Germania Street Ale, an IPA made special for my dad, his siblings, and the rest of my family. Pretty cool, Sam Adams. Way to go. Way to go, Jim, Jim Cock. Cook. That's fucking beautiful, man. Jim Jim Cook printing his own money, still doing cool shit, man. You want to guess how much he's worth? Go ahead. Uh, ten million. Ten million. The guy owns truly. He's worth like two billion dollars. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I don't know how to count that high. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Yeah, Jim Cook, what a G, man. Sam Adams, a bunch of G's. Official G stamp of approval. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's worth like $2 billion um, because uh, Boston Beer Company owns truly fun fact. So, yeah, shout out to him. I read that and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Truly the seltzer? Yes, dude. It's made by Boston. Fuck that. I'm about ugly drinks. Yeah, dude. Great segue. Not. Um, that was great. <laughs> Speaking of beer, real fast, the Brewers Guild, if you haven't done, um, heard, they put out their undivided IPA. It's an IPA that a bunch of breweries are going to be making. Aspatuck just came out with it today, January 15th. Go check it out. Follow it the Brewers Guild. It's available as we speak right now. Wouldn't it be something if it isn't this the not isn't this the unity? Uh, right? Undivided. Undivided. Wouldn't it be funny if we were so divided on what our thoughts on it were? Yes. Did you say there's a calendar? What's that about? There is. Yes. Uh, so additionally, a couple uh, breweries, restaurants in the in the community put together this uh, brewery calendar. I know if you follow the Connecticut Brewers Guild on Instagram, there is a link in their bio to purchase it. Haven't gotten it yet. Ordered it. Um, what do the funds go to? Is it just it's to, out? like I, I guess it's like to kind of help give back to the Connecticut Brewers Guild to try and recoup from so COVID nineteen, which this goes is back an idea. to all the breweries in the state. So this is an idea that we were talking about before we started recording. Yeah, and I want to throw it by our podcast listeners, mm-hmm. and if Phil, you're listening, yeah. Jonathan if we did a swimsuit calendar tie, would you do it? Yes. So that's important to know, Phil, that you have two people that would totally do it. Listen, they say sex sells, so we're not going to do it for that, but we are going to do it for a good cause, okay? I, I'm just saying. I'll just do it. 
okay, no, dude. I, I just said sex sells, but it's not us. It's definitely it's not me. It's right. definitely not right, you. Right. Definitely not you. Well, then I I could do it. Have you looked in the mirror recently? I. What do you mean? Have you looked in the mirror? What do you mean? You look great. Thanks. How, so, how anyways, I, I would put on a keto, and I would have anybody take a photo of me, preferably Tyler. Mm. We could, you know what, Ty? Honestly, our page, because I feel like we would have to get as many different people as possible. Mm. Our page would just be us holding hands finally. Okay, fine. In speedos. Fine. I'll have to. Tr- have to- I'm going to use the lack of detail in your request and find a loophole there. I'll hold hands. <laughs> I'll hold hands. I will. Okay. <laughs> There's your request. You want to do for 2022, Phil? DMs are open, okay? DMs are open. We're waiting. Any breweries want to want us to want to make a calendar have us in it? DMs are open, okay? Just saying DMs waiting. are open, baby. Um, speaking of open, uh, the people at Uncle Drinks were awesome and open to let us interview them. How was that for okay. a segue? Two for three today. Two for three. Okay. Well, that's okay. You can't win them all. That's Hall of Fame. Two uh, thirds is Hall of Fame in baseball. Yeah, that's good. It's a good day. So better than Ty Cobb. I'll take it. Um, I'm actually drinking one of the drinks right now. Uh, we were lucky enough to have on the CEO of a certain beverage company. Uh, no, it's Ugly Drinks. For those of you who don't know, they are a seltzer company. Based in America with ties to the UK. They're in both the UK and the US. They're in grocery stores all over the country. They have an e-commerce site. Uh, we spoke with the CEO, Hugh Thomas. The guy was awesome. Oh, so fun. We were talking. So Jeff just got a new car, and I was like, dude, take the Honda decals off, put on a Tesla symbol, and you'll be fine. He hopped in and I was like, yo, we were just talking about how Jeff got a new car. He's like, you should take off the Honda decal, put on a Tesla logo. And I said, okay, this interview is going to rip. And it now, did. Now we're best friends. We're all best friends. Yeah. So um, big shout out to Hugh, busy guy, CEO of a beverage company. You think he's busy? Yeah. Yeah. Not too busy to talk to us. Yeah, which is nice. So I'm actually. Well, that's a- because he probably heard we were in the Connecticut Post. Boom! Slight flex. Um, but I'm actually drinking their seltzer right now, lemon lime. Uh, so I talk about the story about how I like found out about them, and I just go, we go in with them about starting a business and potentially what it's like to have a certain CEO maybe drink his uh, seltzer potentially. That we might have just mentioned this episode, maybe not. Um, it's a really good listen. I, I think it was good to hear about someone who's trying to disrupt a big industry, which is the beverage industry. And if you know their marketing, it's about switching people from sugary drinks like soda to seltzer, like a certain two syllable cola brand. Um, cola with a K. Yeah, Phew, that was a close one. Yeah, nice. God save there. Dude, um, we all, dude, I saw as you were talking about it like a red dot hone in on your forehead yeah thank god i i blacked out for a second and then it went away okay good (laughs) um they have one of the best marketing ever i love their can um it's perfect it is it's really awesome that's what caught my eye but if you want to learn more about their seltzer offerings follow them at ugly drinks on social media go to uglydrinks.com 
and Hugh gives you his social media. I can't remember off the top of my head. I believe it's Ugly Hugh. Could be wrong. If you want to learn more about Hugh, stay tuned for yeah. a brand new episode of 1056. And I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Okay, dude, I was you- trying to get super epic on the radio. It was, it was pretty good, dude. You got it, it was good. It was good. I'll, I'll work it, on it. It was great. Three out of ten. I don't Perfect. sound like my dad. No, you don't. Your dad is the goat on that. So Damn. uh if you're if you're curious, okay, maybe there's any other seltzer company. Uh have you ever had cherry cola seltzer? Psych, I can answer that right now. You haven't. I have. It's amazing. Okay. They just came out with a root beer limited edition seltzer. Guess who got it? This guy, I'm gonna give you a couple cans, Jeff. Don't worry about it. Thank you. I've been um, wanting it. But they also have some regular flavors, and they also have like uh energy water. So it's like seltzer, but it has caffeine in it. And I've been a repeat customer of that, and it works. It's great. I'm a huge ugly drinks fan. I was a huge fan before even reaching out to them about being on the show. So to have them on, it was we're not really fans cool. anymore. No, we're friends. We're best friends. Yeah. So We'll wait. We're going to, you know, do some 1056 drink probably. Okay. Just putting it out into the ether. You know, yeah, you, you listen to this. You could take it if you want. If, if not, send it back. Okay. Just saying, okay. We're trying to get a pizza beer out there. Probably not a pizza. Oh center. my God. No, uh, uh, 2021. You think I'd forget about my pizza beer? Uh, uh, uh. You said, magic uh, word. thank you. Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I got to think about a crazy seltzer, but honestly, if you're looking to maybe start like a dry January, or if you're maybe trying to like not have a water in between every beer, maybe throw in an ugly seltzer. It's not bad. It's not even an ad, but it, you know, just saying like, that's a pretty good ad read. Like, uh, that's pretty good. Um, anyway, I won't delay anymore. Coming up right after this, we yep. have Hugh Thomas, yep. CEO. Yep. Founder. Yep. We drinks. Yep. He is the man. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram. One zero five six P O D C A S T. As Jeff said, we have yep. 1050 sips. Our out of state beer review series in full swing. We have a lot more stuff coming up. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Bye. And we're back. Uh, all right. Going along with the theme of dry January. Uh, I'm not drinking this month. It's a thing I've been doing for two years now. A nice little reset to the year and then just dumping my body full of booze for the next 11 months. Kidding. Um, what we wanted to do was uh, take a look at al- either alcohol-free beverages or alcohol alternatives. And that is exactly what we're doing today. You might have seen these guys on social media with their very bright very unique advertising style. We're here with the CEO, uh, co-founder of Ugly Drinks, the flavored sparkling water, water, energy water company, uh, Hugh Thomas. Very kind to come on the show and have uh, have us here to talk to you today. Hugh, welcome on. And uh, again, thanks for coming on. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm oh, yeah. Um, real quick, to set the tone, what is your favorite flavor of ugly and you can't say the next the next new flavor of ugly all uh, right yeah and i and i can't say well what i would say is all of them it's like choosing one of oh you're like that <laughs> today i'm gonna i'm gonna uh commit i'm actually drinking it right now um it's the fruit punch flavor we'd launched uh, a couple of months ago as a limited edition yes but we are going to be bringing it to the regular lineup 
during 2021. So it's a few months away from rolling out, but I'll take I, 20 I love, cases. <laughs> I love all of our products, but uh, whatever reason, this one just hits the spot for me. Um, yeah. And I usually drink it at this time of day. So it's kind of like a daily ritual for me now, but because if we did a limited run, I am running out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even, I can't, even I can't get another case of it. So oh, um, yeah, it's been, that's a, it's been a good hit for us. I yeah. love fruit punch. There's something about yeah. it, man. It's something that is nostalgic, right? It takes you back to being a kid. It's not yeah. like many other things. You know, it start. You know, it starts somewhere, right? Before it gets to ugly drinks, it starts with some cartoon Hawaiian dude with a red straw hat surfing through red. <laughs> yeah. You know? And you're that's like, that I, looks gnarly. Like that. Lo- I, I want to do that. So what? I feel having a sip. The sip. Yeah. I just had, that's exactly. I feel like I'm on a crest of a wave. Yeah, man. <laughs> I have to say, so uh, for those who don't know, like obviously ugly drinks uh they do like i said it's flavored seltzer but they do limited edition drops this has been a relatively new thing well they're do kind of out of the box flavors for example i had the cherry cola one uh which yeah it's it, it is crazy and i'm not saying this to pander or browners it's, it's crazy how close that taste to soda without being soda it blew my mind I, I could not get over it. Yeah, it's, we're really excited about it. We, um, we actually launched our root beer today. Yes. Um, a root beer flavor. Um, we've got some exciting ones coming up as well. But it's, uh, I know you guys are beer guys. Actually, something we thought about, I guess, inspired by the beer space and a lot of the great breweries rolling out different limited editions or varieties or seasonals all year. Huh. Uh, and then you actually think about non-alcoholic beverages. Who really does it? And there's only so many flavors of, you know, different beverage products out there. Whereas with sparkling water, we can really play around with it and have fun. Um, so we just decided to see if we could do some small batch runs uh, and then launch them online with our fans. And we actually, all of most of the ideas that we've launched so far are actually ideas that our fans came up with. So oh, wow. kind, of, kind of like, yeah, we're, we'll have your classic lemon lime and the peach and we'll have some other flavors in the stores, but why can't we create a uh, marshmallow flavored sparkling water? Um, yeah. Give that to people if we can do it and we did and it sold out because people wanted it so it's been pretty yeah. fun doing that yeah it it is pretty wild and part of it so what i what i said before like the introduction was kind of like your your brighter kind of branding so the can like the one i have here at least like in the u.s one it is a bright blue it says ugly um i Very remember it, yeah kind of minimalist like while still kind of being unique which i really enjoy uh like the u um, I have like the U sticker. I think you sent it or someone sent it. I was going to say the tongue. But the tongue. Yep. The U. <laughs> yep. The little, it's the dual purpose. But I remember I was on a lunch break. I was going through social media. I saw the ad for it and it, cause it was that, it's that bright blue and it kind of stuck out and ads do. Ugly is not the only one where this happens. And I was like, oh, this is like kind of something that stood out, looked into it more, like tried it out. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I've never had watermelon seltzer before um and then i saw that they did like a cherry cola one and i was like oh this is great and I, was, I was like what's this all about and then i just was kind of hooked ever since so uh your ads worked their instagram ads <laughs> How about that hugh it's pretty oh. amazing that we're chatting right like i'm from the uk obviously um live, sitting in new york and we're, we've connected via an ad that we ran and now we're chatting isn't that yeah wild? it, it makes it, me pretty stoked like to hear that you discovered it and enjoyed it and loved it from yeah me. you're your marketing team's gonna love that. the The marketing yeah. dollars you put forth, yes. they they made a recurring uh, purchaser in myself. Isn't so. that good? 
There's yeah. a perfect your data point. Wait, yeah, I like right, his yeah. demographic. He yep. is a white male between the ages of 25 and 30. Yep. <laughs> check right that, check yeah, that exactly. box off. So, um, so, Hugh, so Hugh, how does it feel to be waging a capitalistic war against cola? Well, I mean... Bleep that out. That, no. and, and do you feel like you are gaining ground in that market space? Yeah, I mean, they're big companies, right? Um, yeah. But they f- have had it their own way for 100 plus years. Yeah, and right. A lot, a lot of people of all backgrounds, a lot of people of low income, middle income, uh, drink lots of sugar every day. Yeah. Uh, based on things that advertising and just awareness and visibility. And, uh, you know, it's causing a lot of issues. You look at the coronavirus pandemic now, people, you know, the diet of this country, same in the UK, is actually impacting how people deal with it. As one example, and I just think drinking liquid calories isn't good for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amount of soda people drink is bad. So, you know, we set out to take that on, but do it in a fun way with fun branding. Um, health doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be uh, premium and worthy and telling you to do yoga and um, everything and drink kale smoothies. Yeah. Just drink, drink a flavored sparkling water, like a cherry cola flavor and swap out the 45 grams of sugar you'd have in a regular cherry cola. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's what we're about. We've got a long way to go to catch up with them. But um, giving but I people think you're, more you're, you're, is a big thing, right? Right. I think what you're, what you're offering is exactly that, an alternative. Because I was reading, Hugh, I did my research on you. <laughs> and I was reading, I was reading yes. an interview you did with Force Brand. It was back a couple of years ago. And yeah. you said where your, the name ugly drinks comes from is from the ugly truth. And that was the ugly truth of what people have been consuming this whole time. Yeah. And that's what you speak on, right? That you're offering something that isn't loaded in artificial sugars and God knows what. Yeah, it is literally that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I mean when I'm saying you're waging a war is that you take what they're offering and you say, nope, something else and trying to battle them in the marketplace saying yeah. the other pe- people want something different. I'll show and- you. And, and it's got to be affordable too, you know, like a, an eight pack of ugly is $4.99, you know, um, if not, you know, and less on promotion, it's about the same price as a can of soda. So if you're like a regular family, you know, regular family trying to get, you know, fill the fridge with stuff for kids and it's not going to break the bank. Whereas a lot of healthy beverages, you know, expensive habits. Um, right. So, you know, you think about the size of this country, I think 60% of Americans are obese. Um, it's just, you know, it's like 150 million people. So you've got to, in order to solve that problem, you've got to create a product that tastes great, it's fun, it doesn't like preach, it doesn't tell people to be healthy, it's just a great alternative, should taste great, and mm-hmm. oh, bonus, you're not having all those calories and sugar. Um, yeah. So like, that was always the vision, and the price was such a big thing for me. And it's mm-hmm. the, same, the same back home as well, that a lot of healthy products are sold in like London, central London, same here, New York, Los Angeles. At the end of the day, regular people have to watch their budgets and keep everyone in the household happy. So that was a big part of what we were thinking about. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. And uh, it kind of leads me to the question that I always had uh, about Ugly, where it seems that you're trying to like get into the marketplace of a like soda alternative, it doesn't really seem like you're trying to, and this is like a good thing, trying to kind of like wedge yourself into the like sparkling water market, like whether it's in the United States or whether it's in the United Kingdom, um, yeah. do you kind of agree with that? Like, I think you're trying to take more shelf space from the sugary drinks as opposed to taking shelf space from 
like competitor, maybe seltzer brands. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, seltzer in general in the US has taken away share from soda over the last 20 years. True. Um, it's pretty crazy in general that we skipped seltzer and went to soda. Um, it's almost like it skipped the phase and now it's gone back. Yeah. <laughs> it started with sparkling water and they went straight to soda. Yeah. Um, but, you know, seltzer and sparkling water, as it is in flavored cans in the US, just isn't a category in other markets around the world. So you think about all these other countries where this is yet to happen, you know, Central America, South America, Asia, Africa, Europe, you know, we were the first of the kind in the UK. LaCroix isn't there, for example. Really? Um, okay. But, you know, like it's, 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 we're winning, you know, tr we're the first people to do it in some of those markets where mm -hmm. we'll be launching. But in the US, yeah, I mean, seltzer is still a 20th of the size of soda. Um, so there are so many more people drinking that than sparkling water, but sparkling water is growing. So our theory is how do you get more people to drink water instead of soda, bring out f flavors and branding that they're going to get into. So yeah, you're right. Like we are going after that, that opportunity, I guess. Um, but also the, that's the problem we see as well, you know, with what I said about sugar and calories. Yeah. So you, you, so to get there, right. And correct me if I'm wrong, cause I don't know what I'm talking about. So Hugh, you're the professional. So I'm going to say stuff and you go, no. All right. So the idea would be first was the price, right? That was the big one you said is price. You're going to make it competitive on a price level. So people aren't thinking, wow, that's going to break my wallet. Yeah. And then the next one would, wouldn't it be to be as accessible as the big soda brands? Yeah. Like they are in every fridge, in every restaurant, in every, not in every, in every restaurant, in every store, in every yeah. uh, fast food joint. And they're right there. So if you're craving something carbonated, if that's something you want, that's yeah. your choice. So that's, is that your next goal is to be yeah. as accessible? Yeah, that's it. And obviously those co companies have been around for a long time and, and we have to go step by step, but that's the goal, right? Is anywhere somebody has that decision between soda and something healthier that there can be an option that's not, that's no you know, it's not a massive sacrifice in flavor, not no sacrifice in price. And in terms of branding, maybe our brand even will end up meaning more to you because it's fun, relevant, modern. Um, it's kind of what we're working towards. But because yeah. most people would say that they know that soda is unhealthy, but yeah. it's, it's not like they do. We don't know. We, everyone knows that it's not good for you, but it's cheap and it's right there. Cheap, and... cheap it's full of flavor. It's like a refreshing yeah. moment. It's nostalgic. Um, there's lots of reasons people pick it up. Um, a bit of boredom at three o'clock in the afternoon, you open the can, that's moment like that. That is a special moment, but there hasn't been an alternative that ticks the box for a lot of people, obviously. Um, and that that's been coming, but it's going to continue to happen. But I do think there's room for different brands um, and brands with different flavors like we have and a different tone of voice that just speaks to somebody that might never have considered it before. You know, a lot of people have already found it, but as I said, there's like millions of people who've never tried it. Um, yeah. And I had a, it, yeah, someone can switch their soda habit. Like it's a massive change and actually right. there's much sacrifice when you actually get used to it. Yeah. Speaking of which I had a professor in college who would, that, a diet, a diet Coke was her coffee. Right. Like every morning I had a, like the nine, eight o'clock, nine o'clock morning class. It was like us history, something I forget, but she said, <laughs> she's giving right? Yeah. I was falling asleep because <laughs> I don't, I don't drink coffee. You I don't actually don't, coffee, I don't right? deal with caffeine. I don't, I don't even bother with it, yeah. but every morning, just a bottle, you know, a bottle of it. And I'm like, what's well, that, that about? Well, that's why we, we launched an energy version as well. So you got, there the, you go. we've got the energy water and that's, um, this is 160 milligrams of, uh, green natural caffeine in here 
with ginseng, guarana, and um, that's the same as like a well-known uh, energy drink brand. Um, yeah, we, we stripped out, so it has no sugar, no sweetener, no calories, no chemicals, nothing artificial in it either. So we, we, we have the same thought, you know, some people are drinking these diet drinks or energy drinks for other reasons too. So we're trying to play in that category as well. Um, but yeah, we've, we've, ta- we've decided to take on a big mission, but yeah, I think you guys try? could do it. Cause I think why? people want it. Yeah. People want it. Um, people are sat at home now as well for the last 12 months, you know, I think, I don't know about you guys, but March, April, I, my Dorito consumption and my Ben and Jerry's consumption was definitely higher than it was normally. Oh, and yeah. I think after those first couple of months, I realized I couldn't get away with it. And I think there's similar <laughs> people with soda. When you're sat at home and you drink a bunch of soda, you have to make a change. So we've seen a lot of people buying ugly for the first, first time and subscribing because they're sat at home and they don't want to drink a load of calories. And you can have five, six cans of seltzer a day and not have to worry about the consequences too much. Which yeah we're all doing right now and also if your kids are at home and homeschooled you don't mind them like walking to the fridge and grabbing a can and it's, it's not too big a deal cost wise or uh or calorie wise for them so we've, we've seen a lot of people do that and that's that's really exciting for us that we could give people that opportunity yeah absolutely on that note too, from a like sales standpoint, I don't know, I'm not going to get too specific, but do you see most of your sales coming from e-commerce online or even with COVID, are you seeing a lot more coming from like grocery stores? Cause now you guys are in a lot of stores in the States here. Do you, can you, can you talk to that uh, point? Yeah. I mean, our e-commerce business has really grown really fast over the last 12 months. So it was growing fast anyway. And we've, we've been believers in it from the beginning. So we've Mm -hmm. been on Shopify for a number of years now. Um, and it's been trending up the whole time. Mm -hmm. But last year was just like a leap and it's not really slowed down. Um, and Amazon's the same. So we're on both of those platforms. And I think that was, that's to be expected other channels, you know, it's been up and down and, and you know, certain states have gone through different timings on different lockdowns, certainly at the first half of last year. So we had to react to that as different places reacted. And now as it's stabilized, we have pretty solid sales in the grocery stores, but then other channels, for example, in the UK, we were sold in, you know, a bunch of the big tech offices, um, yep. like Facebook's office, for example, and they obviously have free drinks and people used to drink ugly all day. I don't think anyone's been in that office for 12 months. So obviously that yeah. they haven't placed any orders. So yeah. it's been, I guess it's been a shifting around and we're hoping that comes back, of course, at some point, but it's going to be different. It's going to look different. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, this last 12 months has been very e-commerce strong for us um, as it has for a lot of companies, but we're hoping to continue to grow in retail because people buy drinks when they're thirsty. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Is it kind of cool that there's a like, two percent chance that mark zuckerberg might have drank an ugly seltzer we can't confirm this but no he doesn't drink anything because he'll short circuit that's true <laughs> exactly you can't get a water on the wires right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't, can't allow it can't allow it see that's why i like you jeff you're keeping me mark, on my if, you're, if mark if you're listening i'm really sorry don't block my facebook <laughs> <laughs> oh he here oh he heard it okay yeah, he this is it. this is why our podcast doesn't have a facebook page yep. <laughs> after yeah, us not yeah. yet so probably not anytime soon um <laughs> I, <laughs> I do, I do want to talk a little bit about beer. Um, cause that's our whole podcast thing. So so, oh no. Okay. Good. <laughs> I like that enthusiasm. Um, so obviously you mentioned you're from the UK and you're currently in New York. So yeah. I guess from like a very general perspective, just, I've, I've honestly never been to the UK. I don't know too much about the UK. 
Do you think people drink more in the UK than they do the US from what you've witnessed? Like, is, is that stereotype true that people in the UK drink more? I think, I think people in the UK binge drink more. Um, okay. I think people in the UK will save it up for a blowout um, <laughs> on a Friday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, and probably drink too much more. Uh, obviously, I'm generalizing, right? There's people in the US that do that too, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, there's and there's a lot of you Americans as well. But I think in the US, what I've noticed is um, people drinking for lots of different reasons. And I think uh, people appreciating alcohol here a lot. Um, mm. I think there's a focus on quality, certainly in beer. I've noticed a bigger focus on quality. As I travel around the country, there's a lot of passion for regional beers as well, mm-hmm. um, which is there in the UK too and beginning to grow, but obviously started here first. So I don't know. I think people in the US might go out for a couple of beers on a Monday night um, at a bar and bars, the good bars are usually busy every day. Right. Whereas in the UK, the pubs will kind of get busier uh, towards the end of the week. Um, obviously not around COVID. So I think there's like a, yeah, I'd say binge drinking or like taking it too far is probably a British cultural <laughs> thing. Um, but alcohol is, is a part of life in both of those countries. Ultimately. Yeah. Um, in the UK, there's a very long history of drinking too. So it's, it's kind of built into, even the cities are built around it ultimately, yeah. Um, yeah. which has gone around for years. I'm kind of, I'm hoping it kind of changes like some of that stuff. Um, and people get a bit more balance to it ultimately, <laughs> but it's also can be a lot of fun, right? So it's it's just going to evolve, and I think there's a lot of exciting stuff happening um, in that direction anyway. Um, yeah. But c- certainly for me, growing up in the UK, there's a lot of binge drinking culture from, and I know there is here too, where you look at college culture here and stuff uh, like that. I was just about to say, any drinking problems we might have here are. Be- because we're UK's <laughs> colonial little baby, okay? Exactly. And we inherited that sucker. <laughs> exactly. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a part of life and there's lots of good parts to it, but yeah, lots of scary parts to it as well when you really look into it. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, it's just part of culture ultimately as well. Oh, yeah. there is that, we have a whole podcast dedicated to alcohol and it isn't lost on us that obviously that comes with responsibility and luckily like we deal with a community of people with for just our our circle not everybody not everyone this in Connecticut that is that we we take responsible drinking seriously yeah. like this is right. something we enjoy because we appreciate the craft and the art and the people and the community around that that but obviously there's a dark side to it there's people who struggle with it whether it is a, a cheap beer that you get in, in, in a giant 12 box, or you go to, um, you go to your local brewery. I mean, we know that's the dark side, but we always advocate for, for safe drinking. It's just the same, even though we know that we're kind of like, come check out our alcohol. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. right. No, <laughs> I, it's, uh, yeah, it's an inter- interesting thinking about it. And, um, I actually, I, I, uh, I did an extended dry January last year. First time ever. It is a hundred days. I got bet. I couldn't do it. Um, wow. So from last January until about the second week of lockdown, um, <laughs> I was uh, sober and I, I took the chance to really kind of um, experiment with loads of non-alcohol-free spirits, beers, um, some really interesting stuff out there. And when I came back into drinking, like it really helped me, um, I guess, recalibrate, having been, mm-hmm. having been like, you know, not really lost the drinking culture that I grew up with being an 18-year-old in the UK. Yeah. It was a good way of recalibrating, but also discover other drinks and beverages. And so 
that's something I did last year as well. I know you and like taking a break and stuff can be yeah. good too, yeah. but it, um, it does help a lot. Yeah. But I, the other thing I think I noticed in the US is that people drink water well, seem to drink water in bars. They get served a glass of water with their beer, which I think <laughs> is great. And in the UK, you'd never see someone do that. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I, I think it's a good thing here that you guys have water cups in bars when you go there i know that yeah, we, we gotta we gotta calculate it you know tyler and i would actually have a code phrase for this when we would go out to bars more if we got drunk and we are f- like not okay to drive like we wouldn't be okay to drive but we would feel okay like our stomachs would be okay and we wouldn't feel like we're struggling we would say we're throwing a perfect game we're, we're, perfect. we're crush- perfect game perfect game tonight boys and we'd be like, high five, perfect game. We're doing all right. And that is, because, that is because of the water, okay? Because we would calculate how many beers per water glass we're drinking. So that way we're reducing the hangover and any sickness. That's it. I think you guys are good at that here. So that's the other difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Now, do you do you have a favorite beer, like either in, like if you know any, like- What a loaded York? question. You, well, what's your favorite beer? No, no. <laughs> I'm clarifying, okay? okay. I, I haven't I have journalistic integrity here. I, I got it. So <laughs> as far as like in New York, I know there's a couple of breweries like local to New York, but maybe not a New York brewery, but is there a favorite beer that you've had while in New York that is like US based that like brings yeah. like that strikes your fancy or um there's um the brewery, I think it's in Portland, is it Oxbow? And the, oh. the Lupolo, Lupolo uh, beer that they have, which I've had a few times now, and I actually crave that beer um, yes. significantly. I've also had Pliny the Elder, uh, but there's um, there's a burger place in Los Angeles called Father's Office, and mm-hmm. they had it on draft, and I'd never had it before. And I'd just landed in California from the UK. This is a few years ago now. And mm-hmm. I basically went straight from the airport to this place. And the mm-hmm. burger and fries is amazing anyway, but I I remember the moment where the Pliny the Elder got bought over. This beer I'd read about for like a decade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I drank and I had that. And it was, you know, I don't I don't always think it's about the beer. It's like a, partly about the moment as well, isn't it? And like how much you're gasping for it and how what the weather is like, how long your day's been. And yes. pretty much whatever first beer I've ever had is great. So um Ooh. I think, right. um, and then obviously I like uh, Suarez family, uh, mm-hmm. those Pilsners. I think whenever I try one of those, I just think it's remarkable. Um, and just, you know, if you can A-B test some of those Pilsners and like, it's so good, so clean and clear. Pilsners in this country in general in the last like 12 months or so, two years maybe, I just think are phenomenal. Yeah. You know, I really like that movement and it's a little bit lighter. So I went through a hazy IPA phase maybe four or five years ago. And yep. kind <laughs> it's of been a fluctuate. Shift. You know, I could yeah. go straight back into that. I don't know, but something a little bit lighter, I think, suits my lifestyle a bit better at the moment. Anyway, I think a lot of people are agreeing with you right now. There's been yes. a shift. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love, I love, I love those hazy IPAs, but the feeling the next day, like, it's a, it's a serious hangover. Afterwards. It's horrible. Yeah. I, I, um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I love traveling around this country and going to different. You know, every time I go to a new city, I try and check out what the brewery is that's cool, um, what's good, and. Yeah, you can really travel this country by the beers ultimately, which I think is um, one of the best bits about traveling that we're missing at the moment, isn't it? Is trying the local food and drink and um, yeah, just being to some cool places doing it as well, you know? Um, yeah. Just, we're trying to do it in our own state. Yeah, I know. Oh, look at us. We're like, we want to see our own state. We can't even go. Let's go see our own Cut. state, man. Yeah, because there's 
almost, I want to say 120 uh, breweries in the state now in Connecticut alone. Uh, And with Connecticut being a small state, it seems doable, but where we are, we're in a more central part where we're steps away from like a highway or an interstate that can connect you to a lot of state, but it's still like an hour and a half, almost two hours for some of these spots, which right. like if you're in California, you're like, oh yeah, no duh. But for us in Connecticut, like that, it's, it's kind of a big hike. So it's just trying to coordinate all of it. That was our big thing in the beginning of 2020. And then of course yeah. COVID hit and it's like, okay, how do we kind of like re like re-steer the course and, and still try to make content and, and do it. Um, yeah. So it's it's been a weird challenge, but once everything yeah, I, calms down, that's our goal. <laughs> I think people have been drinking a lot of beer this year and um, certainly the, the like tall boys of like local craft beer and taking those some of those home and when you can't drink in the bar. Um, yeah. I've definitely had some amazing cans of beer at home as well, um, which I think is so cool. But even like, 10 years ago just couldn't even have imagined the quality of drink we can take home now right as yeah. well have yeah. watching watching the game whatever um, yeah it's pretty epic yeah <laughs> it is, is a, you know what that is the word for it it, yeah. is, <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot to say uh it, it's really come a long way and uh, this is a great time to be alive i as, as far as craft beer goes it's, it's really something and <laughs> i was uh, about yeah. to say you better qualify in this one, yeah, in craft rough. beer okay i'm being very careful with my words there you know um, but we you know we're not going to complain too much because our podcast has actually been doing pretty well in this time when we couldn't really see each other in person too much. Yeah. Like we've had some great guests, including you now, like the fact that I know it's a new year, but the fact that we can add you to our list of guests that we've had, it's been kind of crazy. It's been yeah, I know. pretty it's, crazy. It's, it's, there's, there's a lot of weird things that have happened in the last 12 months. Some good, some really bad. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, <laughs> we are, you know, it will change everyone's lives. Won't it? I'm sure. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just means we're going to have to like, I mean, we will just be like the, might be like England, right? We'll just, Save it up when it's clear. Just go hard, man. Just, <laughs> just go hard. I'm not sure I've got it in me anymore. I'm, I think I've got those days out of my locker. Neither do we, but that's the fun part, Hugh. Yeah. You have to just you have to push through. You have to not listen to your body and just no, push through. Don't listen to, yeah, exactly. To future you, tomorrow you will be able to figure that out. Exactly. I love talking about beer, but I do have one question about back to ugly drinks. And that is that you, in that same interview, you kind of mentioned that you were, um, marketing towards millennials in the Gen Z demographic. Is that still true? And is that still like a major focus? Or are you kind of expanding out after you after after the last couple of years after a response you've seen from different groups of people interested in your product? Yeah, it's I guess it's it's a good question. I guess it's a combination of um what's really interesting with ugly is that we seem to have a pretty split gender mix. And I think for a lot of beverages you generally see it go one way. Um mm-hmm. you know and uh for us to have a healthy beverage that appeals to, you know, everybody of all backgrounds, I think it's pretty interesting. So I think that's a big first thing that I'd mention is that we seem to have created something that appeals to everybody, different backgrounds. Um, what do you think contributes to that? I think it was a big part of the design is that we, you know, there isn't, you know, my face isn't on the website. I haven't signed the can. Um, the tone of voice was always designed to be, to appeal to a, a generation rather than a, a gender and like a really pinpointed consumer um, because we, because we think that, you know, everybody loves a, a can of soda, right? It's right. That's pretty generous. So we felt the same. Um, we generally skew younger, I guess, than, than some other 
so, you know, certainly soda, like average age of a soda drink will be between 40 and 60. We're definitely the lower end of even the millennial spectrum. So like um, early 20s, late teens, uh, we seem to perform really well with certainly with our content and online. And then um, one of the areas we're seeing a lot of interest is obviously like parents picking up cases and, and also people who've been drinking soda before who may be looking for those soda flavors. I think we're going to see a lot of people slightly older from a soda consumption point of view, try it out. So um, yeah, well, I, I guess we're just pretty interested to keep that going. And um, we, I know um, Oatly, the oat milk brand uses the line like the post, post milk generation, not to rip them off, but you know, there's a post soda generation that mm. is gonna, you know, five, 10 years time, we might look back and be like, we really drank that dark brown caramelized chemical <laughs> liquid yeah. all the time. Um, yeah. Which I think a lot of people have twigged onto, but like I say, like still uh, hundreds of millions of you know soda occasions a week probably. So um, yeah, I just I just think that's that's kind of exciting about who we're trying to talk to. Um, mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, it's good to see that you're connecting with the younger generation, so they carry that forward. Hopefully, that's they it. carry those a lot of a lot of that younger generation already has very healthy habits. They they don't drink soda, they don't eat as much candy, they they don't drink as much alcohol as maybe mm. older generation. So, you know, it's almost like we we could be the first carbonated drink that they can enjoy <laughs> in some ways. Whereas older generations are almost swapping it for something that's worse. Um, so it's an interesting kind of comparison. Yeah. Uh, that's actually a really good point. It is like that like new habit that that younger generations are creating um, with drinks like Ugly Seltzer. I, I, I think that's a really uh, nice analogy. Um, one of the last things I, I actually was very curious about is more so just from the very beginning of Ugly, um, you know, you're the co-founder of this and, and all of that. And the one question I always have, you always see these like entrepreneurship videos and Gary Vee and, and all these other people talking about it, but I've never really actually talked to like someone who's created a, a brand like this big. Um, when you're like first starting out, I guess, like what kind of gives you that initial push to bring the idea of something like ugly to a physical product? Is it one yeah. event that's like, okay, enough bullshitting, like let's actually do this. Or is it like a couple steps? Like, is it a progression that gets you to the camp? Um, it's a good question. I, I think probably everybody has different moments. Um, for me, it's like just a natural thing. I think mm. uh, always wanted, always knew I was going needed to be in control of my own destiny. So I think mm. that's a big part of it. And then there's a big part of it, which is like sticking two fingers up at the status quo. And that is <laughs> within some people yeah. just <laughs> do it for the sake of it. And I think that's a big part of what this is. This is like a cool, why not take on the biggest companies in the world? And I think, you combine those two things and then you have a couple of beers in the pub, which is where the idea really spawned. So yeah. No one moment. Oh yeah. There's always um, some kind of influencer. Yeah. There's, yeah, 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 yeah. there's sufficient lubrication for the idea. To, <laughs> That's right. But um, yeah, just the right time and place. I think I was very conscious. I was in my early twenties when we started it. So I didn't have to, you know, everyone's got different risk and risk is an interesting, you know, there isn't that much risk for a lot of people really. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think being in my early 20s, no family, no kids, no girlfriend, no mortgage. I mean, I had nothing to lose. And I think right. um, that was very, I was very conscious of that. Because as you get older, I think, you know, that risk at least feels different, even though realistically, there's nothing really to lose. The learning is enough. But um, right. 
at that time then I think it was like cool well screw screw these guys selling everyone sugar always wanted to have that entrepreneurial edge and then just the time of life being like okay let's just go for it um and then a couple of pints you put those (laughs) things in the blender and you end up risking everything to do it um yeah yeah some people have that that moment where they uh discover a product or have a or eat something or drink something or and they're like wow that's changed everything for me Um, or they spot a problem and they're just like wow that's so i don't know i think it changes for everyone but from my point of view it's just just you, you know, it's just fun and just to to rebel against the the machine in some ways, right? And yeah. this is my version of it. To almost rage against the machine in one way yeah. or another. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's my, oh. it's, 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 my, it's my version of it. It's not quite as rock and roll as some people's, but this is my... my I think it's pretty rock and roll, man. You mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they, these all these companies have you know owned that sphere for so long, and you de- you definitely hear like a need like those sugars are bad for you that that chemical is bad for you. Like, what is even in those bottles? Da, 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 da. And here you are, everywhere, with an alternative. everywhere, right? Every yeah. station, every you know, every restaurant, every lunch place in in the country, and um, the people have too impact, much going on. The impacts yeah. of it is massive, right? And this year, you know, pe- people, you know, that's really affected a lot of people obviously hasn't it so uh, mm-hmm. i think it's a way hopefully a wake-up call because the type 2 diabetes and obesity epidemic in this country and in the uk is going to really put a strain on the health system yeah 100 million people in this country who are pre-diabetic Jeez. a lot of you know they're people on their way to diabetes do, do you think this uh this pandemic will be a wake-up call for a large enough portion of the population just do you think at all mm. Knowing that you're more prone to severe symptoms if you kind of no, sadly no. No. I wish it was. Yeah. I, I think it, I think sadly that'll be the case of pretty much everything we've learned. People will move on straight back to normal and forget everything. Yeah. But if I'm optimistic, I'd hope that some things change. Um but uh the health of this country the health of this country is uh you know, I think the US is the only country in certainly in the top 60 life expectancies of the world to go the other way in the last decade to reduce in life expectancy which i think is is tragic given the amount of money spent on other things like and all sorts right absolutely Um, so yeah it's just and it's all and um the consumer gets blamed for being greedy and i think that's the worst bit yeah people get accused of being lazy but at the end of the day it's an economic and social issue that causes people to pick up these products in the first place so i just think yeah. it i think it needs to be looked at because so many people's happiness is being affected by it sorry mm-hmm. to get deep and uh, no i love this because that's awesome because it circles back around to what you were saying because if you can if you can hit the basic markers of price and yeah. accessibility yeah and put something that's reasonably priced in an accessible place that is healthier they will go for it yeah there's, there's no reason they, not to anymore Exactly. And there's, there's food deserts in this country too, right? I think that needs to be fixed too. I mean, there's parts of parts of the country where you can't even get to a grocery store easily. So yeah. what do you expect people are going to eat and drink? I mean, it's, uh, and it affects, you know, certain pe- people of different backgrounds disproportionately. Um, so I think that's, I, I mean, the UK has similar problems, right? Um, I, America is an extreme version of everything, but um, I do think it, it needs to be thought about because everybody says health is trending, don't they? But yeah. uh, has been for know, a long time. 
The health has been trending for 40 years at this point, right? Um, yeah. So we'll see. But sugar, sugar is really bad for people. I know that. Yes. <laughs> so yes. definitely if we can do something about it, that'd be great. But it's going to take a big systemic change, I think, to really impact, sadly. Yeah. No, you're, well, you're you absolutely won't right. say it or you can't say it, so I'll say it. Maybe Ugly Drinks is this a step in the right direction. It's definitely right. a step in the right direction. That's right. You know? <laughs> even, if, even if we can get like you know, a thousand people changing their decisions, it's, it's better than nothing, right? That's and, um, great. You know, with all the other companies joining and more and more entrepreneurs trying to fix these problems, that's, I think, and this country being great at that, hopefully it improves over time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think Ugly, uh, I, I agree with Jeff. I think Ugly is that solution going in the right direction. So not to, not to copycat you, Jeff, but I think you fine. said, I'll said it perfectly. My lawyer's lair. You said it perfectly. I just wanted to like say yeah, that uh -huh. as a co-host, okay? Keep an eye on your mail. <laughs> um, before we let you go, Hugh, uh, if people don't know, where can people buy the products? Uh, I should say online because you can buy in a lot of places, but uh, social media, website, uh, pitch it, plug it, do it, everything. Yeah, I'm, uh, you can find ugly at uglydrinks.com. Um, if you want to buy there, use my code. Don't tell my marketing team I told you, but Ugly Hugh will give you a very good discount at the checkout. Um, you can should sign up to our email list because you get the limited editions sent to you before everyone else. So uh, today, actually, we emailed all of those people about root beer, but the general public who haven't signed up don't know about that yet. And we are very close to selling out. So it might actually be gone before we actually ever tell the world about it. Um, it's worth signing up to that. You can find us on Instagram, Ugly Drinks, TikTok, Ugly Drinks, Twitter, uh, Facebook. You can find me too. I'm Ugly Hugh. If you want to message me or DM me, um, <laughs> I usually reply, I think, um, if it gets through to me. Um, and yeah, if, if anybody ever wants to reach out and get in touch, uh, hello at uglydrinks.com. We reply to every email and uh, it'll find its way to me if it's destined for me. So uh, please feel free to reach out if you've got any thoughts on what I had to say. Absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, Hugh, in all honesty, <laughs> like, like I, enough stuff. <laughs> I, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that you were right at the threshold. Good, um, good. Honestly, though, like I said, I, I am a customer. I was a customer before this. Like, I don't care if I have a bias to this. I honestly really like the seltzer. I like the energy drink. Like, Big fan of you guys. I, so I was really it. excited to have it on. I'll be completely honest. I've never had an ugly drink before. So, well, but you, uh, you completely sold me with fruit punch though. So I'm going to find all right. it. <laughs> all right. Well, let me know if you have any issues. You know, I, I won't, I won't. I, 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 I will let you know, but I know I won't have any issues. It's been great chatting to you guys. It's been a long time coming. So I appreciate you yeah. uh, reaching out and finding us in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. It's a crazy part of this journey. So I appreciate you inviting me on. Absolutely. Hey, thank thanks you for so being much. a great guest. Anytime, guys.